This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk speaking out loud in depth. The title of tonight's Solid Talk family asked this question. Are we witnessing the reprobate mind? Are we witnessing the reprobate mind? In order for us to even ask this question, we have to understand or, or, or figure out what even is a reprobate mind. Where is the reprobate mind even mentioned? Is it even in the word of God? Well, if we go to Romans chapter one, Romans chapter one mentions the reprobate mind, specifically verse 28. We're going to go through probably the entire Romans chapter one in a moment. But for right now, I just want to cover just the scripture or just the context that mentions uh, the reprobate mind. And so I want to do two things. The first thing I want to do is I want to actually look up the definition of what is reprobation or the reprobate mind okay and the good people over at got questions one of my favorite websites says reprobation is the term used to describe those who by default are left in their fallen yeah in their fallen human nature to sin and be eternally damned okay so as mentioned uh, definitely in Romans chapter 1 um, is where it's mentioned. I haven't read this whole thing. Then when we look up the Webster definition of the reprobate mind, Merriam-Webster says this, a reprobate is an unprincipled or depraved person. <laughs> Sorry, I'm immature. A scoundrel or a rogue. Wow, man. Um, this is interesting. I don't know if this is a quote or if this is an example, but this little blurb here says cemeteries were seldom placed on the north side of a church, which if used for burial at all was reversed for unbaptized children, criminals, reprobates and suicides. Wow. Some more examples of reprobate in terms of an adjective morally corrupt. All right. So when I ask the question, are we witnessing the reprobate mind? Are we witnessing moral corruption? This one says foreordained to damnation okay another definition says of relating to or characteristic of a reprobate i i don't like when they do that that ain't tell me nothing <laughs> that didn't tell me no example number three doesn't, doesn't tell me anything either expressing or involving reprobation okay archaic rejected as worthless or not standing a test condemned right I don't know why this thing zooms in like that. <laughs> so I'm asking this question tonight. Seriously, are we witnessing the reprobate mind? I'm going to open up the lines early. But uh, as I do that, and that number, by the way, is let me make sure I even got it set up. It's 202-738-1686. Let me bring up Skype so I can make sure <laughs> in case somebody does try to call in. I want to make sure y'all can get through. But um, I'm asking this question. And so as I was meditating on this about are we witnessing a reprobate mind, the Spirit of the Lord put this on me. He said, um, 
the scripture, Romans chapter one, verse 28. It says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And so as I was really, uh, let me take it down while I'm teaching. Well, I was really thinking about this, right? I started thinking about the fact that we are to retain God in our knowledge, right? We, who are we? We are humanity, believers, anybody who has been exposed to the Lord, right? Retain means that he's once there and that now because we are have rejected him, right? We're not retaining him. And I started really thinking about, uh, y'all see, I got this gap in my teeth now, but believe it or not, way back in middle school, uh, I still had a gap in my teeth, but I had braces, <laughs> and my braces got my teeth straight, got the gap closed and everything. I'm probably going to end up getting braces on Invisalign again. Uh, maybe if I get married, we'll see. But um, the point is I had braces and those braces, what those braces did was they straightened out my teeth. Th those braces took something that was crooked and they made it straight okay it took something that was that was wrong and made it right it took something that was prone okay see that see the, the 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 crookedness in my teeth is something that i was prone to you know i don't even know if, if mine was whatever the case they they were wrong the positioning of my teeth was something that i was genetically prone to and so this this thing came uh this uh We'll call this the restrainer, okay? The restrainer. Another scripture says, now he he who letteth shall let until he be taken out of the way. And so you had this restrainer in the braces, right? And after that got exactly where that was supposed to be, then I was given a retainer, okay? And the purpose of the retainer was for me to be able to keep my teeth in the position that they're supposed to be in. And what did I do with my retainer? I I, I I got my retainer. I was doing good with my retainer for a little bit. Now, keep in mind, I'm in eighth, ninth grade, probably like ninth grade. I went to Union Station somewhere, ate at McDonald's, threw my retainer in a McDonald's trash can. No clue where it went. Started digging in the trash can because I knew my mother was going to get mad at me. Because they told her if you lose the retainer, it's $250 to replace it. And my mother didn't have $250 to just be spending willy-nilly. So I lost the retainer the first time in the McDonald's. Then, I don't know what happened, but another time, I, had, I, got, I, I, I lost that retainer. Had to confess to my mother, Lord, I lost the retainer. She had to shell out another $250. God bless her. Okay, now I have a second retainer. Second retainer, doing okay with the retainer, doing okay with the retainer. But I don't know what happened, but somewhere down the line, I broke the retainer. I, for some reason, I feel like I might have ran over with a chair or something. But whatever the case was, it cracked. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I don't know if I stepped on it, but it was broke. And I was trying to keep the retainer in my mouth broken, holding it together with my tongue, but it just wasn't working it just wasn't doing what it was designed to do. And what I realized is that when I lost that retainer, my teeth, some of them began to go 
back in the direction that they were prone to go in the first place, which is why I have a gap today. Right. And so, as a matter of fact, I still actually have a retainer on the bottom row of my teeth, which is a permanent retainer. Okay, I don't think I can really show y'all, and I really ain't trying to have y'all up in my mouth like that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, right, I, I still have a permanent retainer, so these bottom teeth look pretty straight. And the reason why that is is because they're being retained, okay? But on the top row where I lost my upper retainer, these are starting to, to, to revert back. And what we're talking about now is we're talking about reverting back. We're talking about humanity going back to how they were without God. And uh, exhibit A that I want to show you is a clip that I came across this week. There's an actress named Megan Fox. Let me check in the chat, make sure I'm doing okay. God bless everyone joining them. There's a uh, there's an actress named Megan Fox. She, I believe she played in the X-Men movies. She played uh, Mystique, which was basically a, a, a naked character walking around, but she had blue skin and she could transform into anyone else. You know, she could look make herself look like anyone else. Nonetheless, right? You got this character and she's dating a rapper. His name is MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, right? And what they revealed, now I'm gonna show this clip. You're gonna have to pardon her attire, right? <laughs> you know, she, that's a, we get what we get from Hollywood, okay? Um, but what she's gonna reveal in a moment is a practice that they do. And some of you might've heard about this already, some may not. But the practice that they do is something that a lot of people on YouTube have exposed over the years. And people looked at these folks on YouTube and said, oh, that's just crazy. That's just one of your crazy theories that you really think the people in Hollywood are doing this type of stuff. You really think that goes on, man, you must just be you spending too much time on the Internet, right? You got your tinfoil hat on. And that's what really was happening is a lot of stuff got exposed. Some people received it. Some folks did it. But what we're witnessing now, as I believe we are embarking upon the reprobate mind, what we're witnessing now is the validity, the validation of all of those people who had all of those theories from years ago. You know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but there's things that I told about years ago that I've had people come to me and say, that stuff you mentioned like four or five years ago, I really see it now. And I'm not the only one. There's been plenty of other people who have done the same. So what we're going to do right here is we're going to play this clip. The clip is about 16 minutes. We definitely ain't watching this whole thing. <laughs> but I think I just want to show the, maybe the first. Uh, oh, yeah, I show without her attire. I'm glad y'all can't see the bottom half of the, <laughs> the bottom half of this outfit. Um, but I'm going to play this clip. And what we're going to hear is we're going to hear her explain some of the dynamics between her and her relationship with this rapper. It's this uh, white rapper guy, guy named Machine Gun Kelly. So I'm going to play it and um, we'll see how far we get. Human. I was a topic of conversation and gossip and punchlines. It's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes. I know I Okay, so I'm gonna pause it right there. I think that's really all I need, honestly, but what she just said was her and Machine Gun Kelly, 
consume each other's blood for ritual purposes. Okay, what are these ritual purposes that she's talking about? Why do they even feel like they need to do that? And more importantly to this discussion, why is it that society has gotten to a place where she can just openly express that she's consuming the blood of another human being, right? And just speak about it like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Just speak about it like it's nothing. Um, where are we right now in society? What we're witnessing is we're witnessing a regression. It's a it's a regression that is away from the things of God. Just like Romans 28 just said, they did not retain God in their knowledge. And when you don't retain something, it starts to revert back to the crooked way that it used to be. And we're witnessing this in the schools. We're witnessing this with sexuality. We're witnessing this in the media, in the music, in the television. We're witnessing this with people we know in real life. You go on Instagram nowadays, you encounter most of these women. It seemed like the majority of these women are witches, right? And when I say witches, I mean unapologetic witches. You go in there, they got these little emojis that signify that they're a witch. They got all these symbols, uh, hashtag witchy vibes and all this type of stuff. Why is everybody so comfortable with this? It's because the spirit of this age, okay, the spirit of this age, the thing that really uh, sets the tone of the ebb and flow of society, we're reverting back to I don't prehistoric is not the word I'm looking for. We're reverting back to the, the way that humans were before God, because I heard somebody make a point as a guy named Michael knows. I listened to, he made this point about Megan Kelly drinking, uh, MG, MG gun, my bad, Megan Fox drinking machine gun Kelly's blood, right? This, these rituals that they perform with each other. He said to a lot of folks, this comes off as new and, crazy but in actuality this is the default practice of most of humanity if you go back these things are mentioned in the bible you know there's things mentioned in the bible about ritual sacrifices prophets of Baal, uh giving your kid sacrificing your child over to moloch which is what modern day abortion really is is child sacrifice rituals so when we see this right it, it, it seems new to us, but the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So what's happened was this country, this Western world, okay, this Western world, which is under the, um, um, the, uh, the umbrella, the covering of Christianity, under the influence of Christianity, we're noticing that there's a migration that's going over into any area other than Christianity, we see a lot of Eastern mysticism with the yoga and uh, all of these crazy Buddhist practices and things like that. We see these ancient rituals that people like Megan Fox are doing and Machine Gun Kelly. So we are witnessing real time, okay, what it's like to ignore God. And it's not a pretty sight. So I'm asking this question tonight. And I want to get you guys' opinion. Are we witnessing the reprobate mind? I see a comment by Ashkenazi Christian. She says, 
<laughs> something that I'm not going to fully repeat. Uh, O-H-E double hockey sticks. Yes. <laughs> I know people in Hollywood who are doing crazy things, some of whom were once my friends. I can believe that. B says truth always comes out sooner or later. Absolutely. Right. So so <clears throat> we're witnessing uh, all of this stuff. And if you really have your Holy Spirit eyes open, you can see that there are agendas that are being pushed so that people can practice these things openly. OK, the, the big attack now is with the children. That's the thing that's coming next. You might say, oh, Greg, what are you talking about? Keep your eyes. Pay attention. If you pay attention and you really focus on a lot of what's happening in these public school systems and you're really focusing on a lot of who are raising the children. What you're going to find is that these people don't just want to teach your children reading, writing and arithmetic. They want to teach your children about lifestyle. They want to teach your children about sexuality at young ages. And there's 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 thank God there's an effort to try to push back on this today. But that effort gets villainized in the media. So we're seeing sexualization of children. There's there's been a lot of TV shows that have even come out about child children in drag and, you know, children that identify as the other gender. So it's a huge thing that's happening right before our very eyes and i just want to make sure i'm not the only one that's noticing it i want to know are y'all noticing this too are we witnessing the reprobate mind what i'm gonna do i'm gonna read through romans chapter one because there's a process that encourages or, or, or leads up to this state of reprobation right there's a process and it's specified right in Romans chapter one. So we're going to go to it right now. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. I'm going through this a little bit fast because it's not necessarily what I want, but it is good. <laughs> the word of God is good. Verse five, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom are ye also called of Jesus Christ. Seven to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I made mention of you always in my prayers, making requests. If by any means now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. OK, let me skip down a little bit just because I want to get into really where we are. Okay. So let's pick up at 18 for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men 
who hold the truth in unrighteousness. So you can have the truth, right? But you can regard the truth in unrighteousness. You can know the word of God and make up in your mind, I don't want to do that. That's not for me. I'm considering it. He, he, he says they hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest or revealed in them for God has showed it unto them. So these are people who have been exposed to righteousness. Okay. God has made it available to them. Okay. He's, he's, he's revealed it to them, but they're still rejecting it. Look at verse 20. Why? For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. This is why nobody is going to be able to go on judgment day before the Lord and say, Lord, I didn't know. I didn't know there was a God. You know, I, I had no idea who you were. They're not going to be able to say that. Because the scripture says clearly in verse 20 that the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. So he's saying that, you know, the fact that you go outside and you see the trees and the birds and you see how everything works in what we call an ecosystem. We breathe out carbon dioxide and uh, we breathe in oxygen and the plants breathe in carbon dioxide and they push out oxygen, right? These are the things that just reveal to you that there is a God. Look at 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise they became fools. We see this all the time. We see this all the time. Just a barrage of people who have declared themselves to be wise, right? They have just proclaimed themselves to be just the so knowledgeable, so many degrees, so many certificates, so much education, and they're dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to what really matters. That's what we see real time it's it's almost man i don't think now i'm not gonna say what i was about to say because it ain't that ain't always the case but um i'll say it this way i'm very leery of people who really esteem their degrees and their education okay i'm not saying that it's worthless i'm not saying that it's not valuable i'm not saying that you shouldn't appreciate it i'm not saying that it doesn't hold any merit right but there's a certain type of person that puts these letters on the back of their title and it becomes their idol. And when you really begin to talk to these people so much, I used this phrase a few years ago in the video, they can study themselves stupid. Okay, they, they study themselves stupid. They get so caught up in uh, all of the so-called science that that becomes their religion and that changes by the day which we've learned over the past two years so the point i'm making family is that clearly you know what i mean clearly um somebody can profess themselves to be wise and then become a fool look at verse 23 and what did they do when they did that they changed the glory of the uncorruptible god into an image made like to corruptible man 
and the birds and the four-footed beasts and the creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. So notice, right, uh, a couple things we just said here. 23, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. These people begin to worship animals and the creation more than they actually worship God. And, 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 and we're saying these people, but these people are anyone that this applies to back in Paul's time, back in the Romans day. And even up until today, right? There's people that do these things. Verse 24. So what did God do? He gave them up to uncleanness. There's a such thing called uncleanness, right? Through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, since nobody is calling in right now, I think we're going to probably do a reaction video in a few minutes. And I'm going to give you an example of the uncleanness, right? And the lust of their own hearts. Look at 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Now, none of us can change the truth of God into a lie unless we're changing into a lie from our own perspective. Okay. This is something that these people are doing uh, in their minds. Okay, as far as their concern, it says in verse 25, they changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> they worshiped the creation more than the creator. The creation is anything in the creation that you want to idolize if it's the animals if it's nature if it's the earth if it's climate change if it's man if it's woman if it's sex whatever it is that god has created when you worship that thing more than you worship god you have now made that thing your idol okay and 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 by by default you change the truth of god into a lie just by doing that thing right and so verse 26 says this verse 26 for this cause god gave them up unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature pastor gary price always stresses this he says he says even the women you know that expression there even even their women is a reflection of the expectation of women you know a lot of times women don't like double standards that exist because women are expected to preserve beauty they're expected to preserve morals right well let me let me back up they're expected to preserve beauty they're expected to preserve compassion, okay? Men, I believe, are expected to preserve standards and morals. The woman is a reflection of the man, just as man is the reflection of Christ. But if man gets out of line with Christ, then man is no longer that reflection of Christ. He's just off, disconnected somewhere. 
And the woman now is the reflection of this godless man. And so what Paul is saying is that we can get to a place in society where even the women change the natural use into that which is against nature. Okay, now there's a lot of expository thought as to what that means. Uh, but I believe it's talking something sexual, right? In verse 27, why do I think that? Look at verse 27. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman. What is the natural use of the woman? They're talking about sexual intercourse. They're talking about the natural, uh, the natural um, arrangement that God has created with the male anatomy and the female anatomy. Okay. There's a natural harmony and complementary uh, makeup that God created. But this is saying in verse 27, referring to these reprobates and likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women of the woman did what burn in their lust toward another men with men working that which is unseemly unseemly y'all know what I'm about to do <laughs> y'all know what I'm about to do unseemly not according with established standards of good form or taste not suitable for time or place inappropriate unseasonable not seemly unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense that means punishment of their error which was meet or fit so translation they got what they deserved okay and it, this is this is important because a lot of people look at uh, this sort of battle between um, Christianity and the agendas that we see today, primarily LGBT, right? And they say, well, it seems like Christians harp on this a lot. What's the big deal? Why do you focus on this so much? Well, there's a few reasons why. Uh, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So the people that make the most noise, the people that throw the most parades, the people that dedicate months, days, you got a you got a month for this stuff. You got a national coming out day for each one of the letters. They got their own specific day. Every company is basically acquiescing to this and endorsing this. So you can't even buy a bag of Oreos without them thrusting this agenda down your face, down your throat. Try not to use that analogy. <laughs> but the point is, right, this is what we have. They, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Now, why are they so squeaky? Because what's different about this sin, and this is a what I call a flagship sin, but what's different about this sin is the fact that the harm is not as apparent. Meaning what? If I murder somebody, you see why that is wrong. If I lie on somebody, you see why that's wrong. If I steal from somebody, you see why that's wrong. If I commit adultery, you see why that's wrong. The argument for this 
is that people say, well, well, how does it affect me or anybody else if that's two people off in the corner doing what they want to do? What does that have to do with me? That's the general sentiment that you get from from the people that um, endorse and support these things. Right. What does that have to do with me? So it makes it harder to see the sinfulness of it because the effect is not as in your face as, say, like somebody who would, you know, drink alcohol and get liver cancer or something like I mean, you know, get a. um yeah, like liver, a bad liver, right? You don't see it as a parent as you would somebody smoke for a long time and get lung cancer. It's not as in your face. But the issue here is an issue of the fact that God established an order. And when we go outside of that order, it's perversion. And truthfully, there is a just recompense for it because statistically, if you look at the 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 statistical you know like std rates and stuff like that uh if you look at some of even the the bodily harm that comes from that lifestyle i don't want to get too graphic uh there actually is there actually are consequences that come with these things it's just not as apparent or in your face um because people are able to conceal it and so on the surface it looks like why don't you just leave them people alone right but in actuality, it's a twisting of the very image of God, because the Bible says that God created us in his image, male and female created he them. And that's why there's such an agenda to destroy it, because this is the very first thing that God established with humanity. He gave us his image. But if you don't have a spiritual mind to understand this, you won't be able to see why it's so severe. Right. And of course, the other reason as we see right here in the scripture, right, is 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 that it's unseemly and it does come with consequence. Look at 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do what? To do those things which are not convenient. That's a real nice way of saying that. Uh I, I need my other uh, translation, right? To do those things which are not convenient. Those things which are not convenient. What is that really saying? Let's look at this real quick in uh, NIV for a second. I want common English. Let's just glance at NIV, see what they give us. Okay. So that they do what ought not to be done. Okay. What ought not to be done. It's It's an inconvenience to practice those type of lifestyles. Phys I'm talking about physically. It's a physical inconvenience for two men to get together. Um, that's why you need a bunch of extra stuff even for it to, to work. All right. If, if you're dealing with a woman and a man, God has built in a system. We ain't got to get into the system because we, most of us are all adults. But if that woman is attracted to that man, that woman's body produces a a function that allows that man and that woman to be convenient with one another. Okay, they, it allows them to it allows it to function just the way God designed it to function. Okay, but God gives them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, this is something I hear Pastor Price say often. 
he points this out. If you look at the pattern, there's a giving, giving up, giving up, and then finally there's a giving over, right? So let me see if I can find the first give up. Okay. Uh, so 24, God also gave them up to uncleanness. So that's the first thing, uncleanness uncleanness and then look at verse 26 god gave them up to vile affections that means perverted things okay basically perversion and so you got to give up the give up and then finally he makes this point pastor gary price once you get to 28 now finally you have the give over okay the give over that give over is basically you now uh, being given over to that thing that you have uh, been seeking after so much. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Let's finish out this scripture real quick. Uh, it says here in verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wicked. Now, these are the things that we need to avoid because when he gives them over, to do these things which are not convenient, they're going to be filled with something. Unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder. Do we see any of this today? Do we see unrighteousness today? Do we see fornication and wickedness today? Do we see covetousness today? Maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity. You ever heard of a malignant? <laughs> malignant tumor okay whisperers oh that's oh i don't know why that did backbiters haters of god despiteful do we see these things today proud boasters inventors of evil things disobedient to parents lord have mercy without understanding covenant breakers without natural affection implacable we don't even know what that means. Unmerciful. Who knowing the this is insane. Lord, help me get my house in order. Who knowing the judgment of God. Look, look how crazy this is. They know the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. It is utterly insane to try to think about the idea of someone knowing the consequences of God, which is hellfire and brimstone, and still making a conscious choice, uh, not just to do something, but to love, to have pleasure in you doing it. Certifi certifiably insane certifiably insane and so we're in the age of insanity i made a video years ago i called it the age of insanity and uh, i basically talked about the same things we talking about today except today is worse it's like a cancer that's spreading and the lord actually gave me a a short film i'm not sure if it's going to be a short film or a song or a spoken word but anyway he gave me a project about this cancer that's spreading in this country. So what I want to do now, I want to go to the chat. I want to see if there's any questions or comments. You guys are free to weigh in on this 
conversation, 202-738-1686. In the meantime, I'm going to go to some comments. Oh, man. Um, B says, God reveals himself and pursues us. Some choose not to believe. We have a choice. Yeah. Michael King says, I believe we are witnessing something unique in our time. In the days of Noah, the thought of man, the thoughts of man were evil continuously. That's a very good point. And one of the characteristics of the last days that Jesus said, he said that things will be as of the days of Lot and the days of Noah. Noah. Moni says, according to the title, I would say yes, because a lot of people lack the ability to repent. Wow. Yeah, definitely the times of Noah. B says, powerful scripture, God's truth, and that makes some people angry and hateful because God raises a standard and sets limits. Absolutely. Glory to God. I'm just scrolling, looking for questions or comments. Glory to God in the highest. Ramona says, yes, seeing this all over the place. Yeah, you can't miss it. You can't miss it. It literally feels like we're li we're living in Sodom. Not like fully, but it's 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 like you can tell that the powers that be are trying to make this into Sodom, that we're trying to make it into ancient Rome. And what was the characteristic of many of these civilizations like ancient Rome and Greece before they fell, there was rampant homosexuality and perversion. That's one of the clear signs that a society is dying when you see people revert back to animalistic behavior it means that god is not uh god god is is taking his hand off of um wherever that place is and in this case it happens to be america you know will god you know come back and and save the i don't know it depends if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal the land, right? But there's something that I mentioned when this first came out, and I told everyone this was significant. I told everyone this was significant, and um, none of this stuff happens by accident if you have eyes to see. I was just reminded of it recently by Brother Kijani, uh, on his channel but this incident Wendy Williams fainting on Halloween as she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty which is the symbol of America right look at listen look at this my bad costume contest we do it every year so it was a lot of fun let's get started our first caress Okay. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that. <laughs> okay. My bad. 
okay, sorry. Let's watch that again. Um, but in all seriousness, right? This is not by accident, okay? Whether she failed legitimately or not, who knows? Uh, it looked it looked a little bit like she was acting, but I don't know how it looks when somebody faints, so I'm going to leave it alone. But whether she failed legitimately or not, these things still happen in the spiritual. And if you have eyes to see, what this means, what this represents, this represents a fall of America. This represents judgment to America. Look at this again. Her dress, what are the, what are the odds, right? She never fainted before. She's in moderately good health, I guess. I mean, she got apparently a lot of plastic surgery, but I'm not going to get into that. But I mean, look, it's possible, but what are the odds, right? Uh, how you doing? Halloween comp, uh, costume contest. We do it every year. So it was a lot of fun. Let's get started. Our first caress. Very bizarre, very strange. Does it have any meaning? That happened way back in 2017. God has been sending people that to look, folks gonna have to start listening one day. People think it's a game, but I thank God that there's a scripture. It says that God knows how to punish the wicked and to preserve the righteous. So all we need to do is just remain righteous. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We just know who holds tomorrow. And we just want to stick to our faith. We want to retain God in our knowledge, right? We want that retainer, okay? Because we want to remain straight. We don't want to be crooked and perverse and forward. We want to be straight. Why? Straight is the Straight is the gate that leads to righteousness, right? Narrow is the way, straight is the gate that leads to righteousness. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. So what I want to do now, just to kind of round this discussion out, um, do I want to do this? Let me see, because we're coming up on 750. Uh, I don't really know if I want to do it. Y'all type in here. Let me know if you want me to do a reaction to this video. A friend of mine sent me this video it's titled, Can Sex Workers and Pastors Find Middle Ground? It's 16 minutes long. I have not watched it yet. I watched three minutes of it. And the reason why I watched it is because I wanted to uh, kind of get a feel for it to make sure it wasn't any cussing or anything in it. I don't know if it's cussing in it or not, which is why I'm a little bit apprehensive. But so far, it seemed like they were just having a sensible conversation. But um, I think this is a good example for this discussion just to show where people are in terms of their thought process of the sanctity of intercourse, right? Um, what it actually means to um, preserve your body or not, okay? Preserve your body or not, Um. I'm kind of waiting to see if y'all want to see it or not. <laughs> so if you want to, if you'd like to see that type, you know, like number three or something like that, 
and uh and we'll make that happen but um man there's a lot of stuff out today we really haven't even scratched the surface if you really look at what folks are doing there's a channel a twitter and uh, probably an instagram and youtube as well called libs of tiktok and what they basically do is they show all of the crazy stuff that the people on the far left are doing and propagating and their page has been under a lot of scrutiny lately they don't comment they don't offer commentary they don't offer subtext they don't pause the video all they literally do is just take the stuff that these weird people are doing and just upload that to a channel and, and you can make the call yourself but a lot of folks who are pushing these agendas don't like that happening because it exposes right it exposes and the problem is that they, they have this expression that a lot of people say now don't say the quiet part out loud the problem is that some of these people are saying too much of the quiet part too soon what we're dealing with is a frog in boiling water type deal okay we're dealing with a frog in boiling water type situation where uh, a lot of these things have to be implemented over time okay it's a it's a slow burn okay i believe the real culmination of not culmination but i re i believe the real inception of a lot of what we're seeing today is when barack obama was in office and he passed that bill about the marriage i believe that really was kind of like the green light you know they got him in the door they got him on on the, on the agenda on the payroll and actually um since then look how things have progressed keyword progressive progressing right progressive what are we progressing toward that's what, still what i'm trying to figure out So let me see. I'm not sure if folks want to see that or not. I see one uh, one person said, of course. Let's glance at it real quick. I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, hopefully it's, it's on the up and up. If it's not, you know, viewer discretion advised, give your heads up. Ain't nothing we haven't heard before. But I'm going to watch this video, and we're going we're gonna to kind of just go through a little bit of this because I just want to get a feel of where we are today and just do I want to watch see I don't know if this is going to be interesting or not ah oh, man this is this is a tough thing about a reaction video is like I want to react truly but I also wanted to be good content <laughs> I wanted to be good content um let's watch a little bit of it if it gets boring we'll cut it off how about that alcoholic with porn that just it tweaks your okay so uh we are watching a video entitled can sex workers and pastors find middle ground all right and it's gonna start off with a little heated clip we just going get past this real quick let me see if i can get this whole thing on the screen for everyone um 
Okay. Let's give it a shot. Wait, can y'all, yeah, y'all can see that. Penis has not been socialized. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't know how to act. For those listening in, it says we brought sex workers and pastors together to spark dialogue about the differences and similarities, about their differences and similarities. All right, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Okay. Basically, the guy said, if you're a sex worker, stand off to the left. If you're a pastor, stand off to the right. So we got two women and one man on the sex worker side. We got two men and one woman on the pastor side. So they're about to ask the first question. It's not true. Do not step forward. Stay where you are. Sex work can have positive effects. So the question is, sex work can have positive effects. We'll see who steps forward and agrees. All right. Uh, Matt, let me back up so y'all can see it. I think we know where this is headed, though. All right. Yeah, so sex work yeah. can have a positive effect. Are you so all the sex workers step forward, obviously. Let's see what they have to say about it. Right. Let's let's let me get this young lady an opportunity to speak. Yeah, does sex work yeah. can have a positive effect? Are you serious? Like in a in a. <laughs> Society where we're not having conversations about sex, like, of course, people are leaning on someone that can guide them. Okay, why do we need a conversation about something that has happened since the beginning of time, right? Um, God designed this, He orchestrated it, all right? So when she says conversation, what she's really saying is that we're not changing the narrative, but let's keep going. Yeah. And like, that means porn. That means like, workers. that means sex Strippers. workers. So many customers right. come into the club and they're just like. They just want to talk sometimes. Yeah, I remember totally that about stripping. Talk. Yeah, they so want to true. talk about sex connect. with someone and connect with someone yeah. and talk about their sex and life. Now it's interesting that this young lady says, I remember that about stripping. I don't know what she's doing right now actively, but just as an aside, okay, these, these folks who participate in this work for the most part, they're like athletes. And what I mean by that is they have a very short window of relevance when it comes to um, them being good at their profession, right? <laughs> and when I say good, good at their profession, okay, what I'm, what I'm really saying is uh, you can do this sex work stuff, I don't know, maybe until up like, I mean, 45, you know what I mean? You can do it as long as you want, but if you're 60 years old, nobody's paying anything for that. So it's just like with these athletes, you know, more power to you, but what are you going to, how are you, what is going to be sustainable in life? And specifically with these people, where is your retirement plan, right? But just the consequence of living for the moment. Be like, yeah, and be like open about it and like explore maybe like the yeah. things that they can explore with, yeah. you know, someone else. A lot of people do look up to us and lean on us for assurance or some kind of something to hold on to because maybe they are that lonely in life that they don't have interactions with okay. people. I literally have a fan that... Let me let me let her speak. Emails me every single holiday, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's actually someone that's a little bit like emotionally or physically um, 
underdeveloped. That's amazing that sex work, my sex work, gives him something to look forward to. And that's what's sad is people don't think of people like that that are on the skirts of society. They also love sex and they want that interaction as well. Even with Okay, the the whole tone of the sex worker side so far is just this I mean, obviously they're gonna defend their side, right? Who wouldn't? But it's they're trying to make this noble. The reason why they can perceive this as noble in their minds is because they don't have a parameter of right and wrong. They don't they don't understand that the only one who can proclaim something noble or not is God. So if you take God out of the equation, who's to say that you can't uh, help these people in the way that they need help? You, you can't sexually heal these people who need sexual healing, right? Who's to say? And so because they don't have that revelation, they believe that they are um, doing a service to humanity, right? Now, that a wild thing about it is I really can't argue that. I'm going to see what these pastors say, but but I can say this to them, but I really can't make a valid argument, at least not what they're saying so far, because unless they have a revelation of morality and they understand that that comes solely from God, they really don't have a parameter of or barrier rather to not live like this. It's like it within marriages, like you need to learn different techniques. You need right. to learn like how to role play. You need to like, that's why marriages fail because you are not happy. You're not having sex. Like and sex is a great way. Marriages fail because somebody is not happy and folks are not having sex. Um, this is a whole separate discussion about what the purpose of marriage is, but we're going to let them continue. Need to connect and meet people. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like how to roll. What's sad is people don't think of people like that that are. They also love sex and they want that interaction as well. Even with like a, I want to point something out. Like you need to learn different techniques. You need right. to learn like how to role play. You need to like. That's why marriages fail because you are not happy. You're not having sex. Like and sex is a great way to connect and meet people. Okay, now I'm about to be real petty. <laughs> I'm about to be real petty, but the tone in which they're speaking right is very annoying like when that lady says and not having that conversation this is a microcosm of the very ish thing that we're dealing with in our society today the fact that there are very wicked people who are posturing themselves as very nice now they may mean well um, they probably do mean well, but what determines whether something is good or bad is not whether somebody is nice when they're doing it or not. Right. God is the one who determines that. So just the whole tone of like, and yeah, we have to have this conversation. Like, it's just annoying. That's, that's the reason why people soft sell sin. Because, you know, they won't want to offend people because somebody being nice to you. So you don't want to be a jerk and be mean to them. So it's almost like a I gonna say it's a form of witchcraft because I don't necessarily think they're doing it on purpose. But a lot of the spirits behind these people are doing it on purpose. Um, I think I did a solid talk years ago called Nice Demons or something like that. People that will be nice in your face, but have a very wicked agenda. 
right, here comes the past. My own right? personal experience with porn, it just tweaks my chemistry, man. Like, to where I'll be walking down the street and see someone be like, why isn't that girl taking her shirt off? Like, that's supposed to be what happens now because I'm it's missing sex education. Yeah. Right there. I, well, like, I, I don't think so. For me, it's that my mind gets used to a simplicity of it all. And for me, sex is available. I'm married. I'm married to a great woman that's willing to, to party. And so, like, it's not and for party. And, like, and, drugs. And, and, and she, uh, with, with party that's with my party body. Is, like, um, and so, so for me, it's not, oh, I got to figure out how to get this. Like, it's, it's there. And that's the only place it's ever been for me. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's like, um, Drinking is totally fine for some people, not an alcoholic. Maybe I'm the alcoholic with porn that just, it tweaks my mind in a negative way. Okay, now, I don't know if this guy's going to get into the statistics, but porn actually does do a lot of damage to the mind. Let's let him keep speaking. That It, it makes me go, man, I, I don't want to be thinking about these people I'm encountering like that. I just want to be able to look at them as humans instead of like thinking about people and how they can provide for me so i feel i feel like now there's something that he said he said i want to think about people as humans right i want to think about people as humans and he's he's what he's saying is i don't want to reduce people to a bodily function i don't want to reduce people to a sexual object now, this goes into the, the overall discussion, right, about there being an elevated aspect of humanity where we, we, we reserve a place of a special place for, for intimacy. OK, when you're operating at your fleshly nature, your base nature, you can have sex just like it's a bodily function, just like you're going to the bathroom, whatever else you do, you can look at it that way. OK, but what's supposed to make us human is the fact that we hold uh, certain values and certain things in a higher regard. And sex and intimacy is supposed to be one of those things. Do we look at it that way all the time as human beings? Obviously not, <laughs> you know, because your base nature is going to be calling you often. Right. Um, but in order to combat that, you have to not only see that other person as human, but you also have to see yourself as human. And when I say human, I mean someone that is in the image of God. Paul said it this way. He said, shall I take the members of Christ and join them to a harlot? He says, we're the body of Christ. Should I take a part of the body of Christ and join it to a harlot? Because the two become one. When you see it that way, you hold it in a higher esteem. These sex workers, they have, I mean, I can, I'm going to make an assumption and they'll validate it later probably. They don't see sex as what I just described. They see it as a commodity. They see it as, uh, I don't want to say an object, but they see it as like a trans, a transaction, right? Let's let them speak. I mean, it seemed like they see it also as like medicine or something like that, but they're not viewing their own body and their own sexuality as something that needs to be preserved. I think that the extreme frustration is the demonization of porn without actually offering an actual alternative that kids or adults of, of any kind can look towards for real sexual education. 
you can sit here and talk all kinds of mess about porn and say that it's bad and it's damaging, but what is actually um, enriching? There's nothing. Okay, so what? Porn now is supposed to be educational? <laughs> okay, well, where's my PhD? <laughs> when I was out in the world, I should have got a PhD. All right, but but this is this is what these new age people. Um, not to say they're new age spiritually, but like these new type of people, they want to intellectualize everything to justify it. Any sexual behavior is okay with consent. Very interesting question. See, I haven't watched this part yet. Any sexual behavior is okay with consent. Okay, for the sake of time, I'm going to put this on 1.25 speed. Y'all know if it was me. I put it on two times speed, but we're going to put it on one time, 1.25 speed, you know, so I don't misrepresent their voice inflection and stuff like that. I'm curious as to who's going to step forward because any sexual behavior is okay with con con consent. Now, this is interesting because when I first saw this, I'm thinking like encounter, right? But behavior seems to suggest an, an act. Now, encounter, I was thinking like children and stuff like that. But anyway, let's just see how it goes. All right, they representing. And let's go ahead and like get out of the okay, way. Like, one of the not pastors. talking about children. No. We're not talking about people that cannot have consent. Like, or animals. Now, why? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, look at this. Okay. This guy starts rolling his eyes. Let's just get this out the way. We're not talking about children. We're not talking about animals. <laughs> Wait. How are we not? There's people advocating for this right now. Now, when did this come out? I can't see when this came out. YouTube be taking the dates away sometime for some reason. But the point is, you know, this came out at least two years ago, fairly recent. But people are advocating for this stuff now. Okay. But notice the moving target, how it's like, oh, that that's just absurd. But what you're doing is not absurd. Well, what you're doing was absurd, maybe like probably no more than 50 years ago. Right. But anyway, let's just see what they say. Let me let, let me back that up a little bit and let I want to see that again. <laughs> and let's go ahead and like get out of the way. Like we're right. not talking about children. No. We're not talking about people that cannot have consent. Like, or animals because they cannot give consent. I have totally. some people that want to do some of the nastiest, freakiest things and I'm not into it, but being a sex. I mean, so not to harp on this, but he's saying children can't give consent, which they can. They can't. He's right. And animals can't give consent, which they can't. OK. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying earlier, there's people that are art that are arguing today. Uh, this is why you see the movement to to try to conflate sexual education with children in school because they're trying to create this idea that children have a sexual identity children have a sexual preference children can be sexual right there's actually been people in like liberal ideology years ago like way back in the 60s and stuff who actually tried to make this argument and we see it resurfacing today Consent. I have totally. some people that want to do some of the nastiest, freakiest things, and I'm not into it. But being a sex worker, like I love being able to do that for them. You know, right. like, I like to be put in those situations where I'm now like the one that might be uncomfortable and have to figure out why I'm feeling this way and oh God, oh um, how I can come out doing a good job. I okay, um, look, I'm, 
I, I know we need to get through this video. <laughs> I know we need to get through this video. I'm, I'm about to get through it. We might even get through the whole thing today. We'll see. We might have to finish it next week. But um, this really annoys me about the way people think today. The idea that if there's something that's uncomfortable for me or something that is strange to me, it doesn't mean that that thing is wrong. It just means that I need to learn about it and I need to embrace it and accept it. And maybe there's something wrong with me that I can't understand this position, this sentiment, this desire. What this all boils down to is a fundamental issue between the righteous and the wicked, where wicked people today, uh, a lot of them, not all, they believe, I'm talking about like people like this gentleman right here, they believe that humans are inherently good. And it, and if something is inherently good, what it means is, okay, I hand you a pile of dog poo and I eat it and I say it's delicious and you say, okay, I'll try it and you try it and it's horrendous. You say, okay, well, maybe it's not that this dog poo is horrendous like I think it is. Maybe there's something wrong with me because if this person eats dog poo and he enjoys it and he loves it. I just need to understand him. And so we have this issue in our society where everybody is trying to understand everybody else's insanity because everybody wants to be what? Open minded. So fundamentally, this turns into what I've been calling the religion of tolerance, where everything is tolerated except intolerance. But I'm sorry, that, that whole mentality just obsessed me. But let's continue. I will say I'm interested to see you sitting up here. Yeah. yeah. Why am I up here? Yeah. Why are you up here? Yeah. You know, I wanted to walk up because I've counseled couples that are like married for a long time. And sex is a problem, like a huge problem. I, I do this like inventory sheet, like oral sex, yes, yes, you know, no, no. Right. And, it, and whenever we go to the butt play, like the guy is like, fuck, no. Yeah. It's like, why? Because it's yeah. like, All right, sorry about that. I know it's cussing, but semi-understandable. I'm not, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm just like. Nah. But now we know. So if you got to tune out. Understandable. <laughs> understandable. Let's keep going. I actually that's know a lot of people that like it. Yeah. Right there, yeah. I mean, guys can't even take their own partner sometimes just being like, I want to, yes, mess with your junk. Hello. My standard of sex, um, I feel like I've surrendered to, to God, to my understanding of God and the scriptures as best as I understand them. And so for me, if there was consensual, like you said, if there's 12 people, like that's not okay for the standard of life that I have like said, I'm gonna live by this standard of holiness and righteousness. That's not a judgment on anyone else. That's me saying that sex, even if it was consensual, I don't think would be okay. If somebody came to my church and said, hey, we wanna start swinging, I would say that is gonna destroy marriages, man, and that's a high ethic in my church. No, do you have any, yeah, do you have any example of that, destroying marriages? Uh, I actually have, is it counsel people through divorce because, from affairs. Is it because of their like religious shame? Like that they're holding on to, maybe? Hold on. Didn't it look like she was, like, trying to seduce him a little bit? Or was I just seeing things? I could be wrong. That could just be how she is. Chances are, if you're a sex worker, you probably got a little seductive spirit on you anyway. But I don't know. It looked like, I mean, not saying she, like, interested in him, but you know how the devil works. 
is it council people through divorce because, from affairs? Is it because of their like religious change? I mean, is she giving them some of this? You'd have to ask them uh, specifically. I don't chin just start chain, itching. But, um, adultery, like, but adultery and affairs is lying. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's bad. That's not consenting. And that's, that's cheating. Yeah, because <laughs> the other person that's being lied to is not consenting to the third party being a part of that relationship. That's that's cool. The standard that we that I come at it from, and you guys can say that you disagree with the standard, but when the standard is that I believe God says this sex is for this couple, this married couple, then when we step outside of that, we can we can go, so well, what about it, this? What about so this? So do people that aren't married not deserve sex? You know what? Well, that, according to the Bible, it's a gift from God, so no. Um, that question. But again, marriage is, in the is, Bible. See, it, it ain't. She didn't. It ain't that people don't deserve sex. You you see how that question got somehow manipulated. People are still getting sex. They're just not getting, I guess, some sort of uh, the, the 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 type of sex that they want. But the Bible says that married couples are supposed to render to each other due benevolence, and that one another's body belongs to the other. It's literally, ownership. quite literally, so, like, white people are desperate yeah. to get married and rush into marriages it's and get into thing. bad marriages because they feel that sex is only sanctified through marriage or whatever, okay, and they are married to whoever and they have whatever kind of sex or they get cheated on. That's a really sad scenario. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not for it. Not everybody, but certain yeah. people, you know? Yeah. My hopes is that we finally start living as a nation and don't put Christian values above human values. Yeah. Are we, we don't, he said... My my goal is that we don't put Christian values above human values. Where do we get human values? And this goes back to the whole point of who's to say, by the way, y'all let me know if y'all want to finish this another time. Or if you want to finish it all tonight, if you want to finish it all tonight, type three. If you want to call it a night, we can wrap it up, pick it up maybe next week or something like that. But hum this idea of human values it it assumes that once again going back to humans being inherently good or inherently evil it assumes that humans are inherently good any decent values that we have come from god because he's the arbiter of our values he's he's the author he's in charge of right or wrong a human can think something is right 99 years of his life, he dies at age 100, goes to judgment day. Oh, Lord, I thought that was good. If God says it's bad, he's going to hell. He could have had the perfect of intentions based upon his own human values. The Bible calls this what? It calls it uh, making up your own righteousness, right? <clears throat> it basically says uh, they establish their own righteousness, now, I think this was talking maybe about the law, but this is basically what he's talking about. This, you could almost say he has like a law of uh, of what he might call the human conscious, right? Says Romans 10 and 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not done what? Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Let me see if y'all want to keep going, if y'all want to pack it in. Okay, somebody said keep going. All right, we're going to knock this out real quick. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. I'm trying not to interrupt every five seconds. Like, honestly, as a human, as a society, not philosophically, like, it doesn't have to be any religion, but just philosophically shift our mentality forward from this old book. <laughs> There's now, she says shift it forward. 
the irony, as I mentioned earlier in this talk, is the more people go forward, all they do is revert back to the drinking blood, revert back to the child sacrifice, revert back to the perversion, revert back to the wickedness. There's a lot of assumptions happening right now. Um, I resonate so much with this idea of why are we going off of this book? Heck yeah, I'm right there with you. Sometimes I read stuff and I'm like, holy moly, I need to exegete that passage. I need to understand what that means because if I'm gonna teach on this, I better know what the heck I'm talking about. Just to uh, keep everything in context, this is the female pastor speaking at this moment. If they don't understand the culture at the time of the audience that was being spoken to or written to, then it can be taken out of context. And so there's a lot of study that goes into it. But with that, the statements that you're making just in the past couple minutes are really blanket statements of let's just throw out this entire thing because it's devaluing my work or it's coming against. And though I would agree, if you look at it at face value, 100%. Romantic connection. I don't even know why, why you really got to concede that, but oh well. Make sex better. Romantic connections make sex better. So they're going to step forward if they agree. Personally, I don't see why anybody wouldn't uh, agree, but let's see if they surprise me. Personally? Oh. Interesting. Some, Some couple stayed back. And then look at them two little demons. I'm so surprised by you two. Romantic connection makes sex better. Yeah, that feels very... But universal. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love having a discussion on sex about sex with people that maybe have had not even maybe tons more sex than me because I've only <laughs> ever had sex with one person. Like that's it. And we we've gotten like, like good at each like, other, but that's it. Good for you, dude. Wesley, hang in there, bud. <laughs> hang in there, man. I don't understand what's being said right now. Come on. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. And so there has been in my marriage um, transactional sex, just like hey, man, I, I need to I need to have some love right now. And then there's been like we go away for the weekend and there's notes and there's gifts and and it's better in that context for me so i'm my wife's first but i've had a lot of partners and i just i don't know it just hasn't been as satisfying compared to having it in the context of my marriage sex is better because it's in the context of like this person that won't leave me <laughs> like she's just loyal she's committed and we get to do this thing called sex and i guess we can't really understand that unless we're married First thing that came to my mind, and now it makes sense <laughs> why you don't want to watch porn because you've only had sex with, with the one, one person. person. So, That's like, of course you don't want to watch it because the penis has a mind of its own. I want to. No to wonder watch porn. you watch porn and then you look like at the one you can't not watch porn. Your penis has not been socialized yeah. <laughs> like a dog or say, a child. I will say I think it's absolutely and it doesn't know remarkable how to act. that you have done that because that is a whole nother level of commitment that I'm never willing to go down, yeah. you know? I have had sex with partners where I've like, have literally looked into their eyes and have like felt like that, that thing that is talked about, like that connection, that bonding of like the souls. I've cried even while, you know, having sex. but. To say that it has to be romantic for it to be. <laughs> no, no, this dude crying during sex. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe I need to get that emotional. I don't know. That just seems so weird. Like, <laughs> uh, gosh, let me. I just wonder what a woman would think if you just was like having sex and then you just started crying. And she's like, what you crying for? <laughs> Better, I think, is being overzealous. I would prohibit my child from doing sex work. Okay, this is interesting. The question is, I would prohibit my child from doing sex work. The interesting things about these statements is they don't they don't give you full context because I'm wondering, like, do you mean prohibit them as something they will grow up and do or prohibit them right in the moment? I'm assuming the question has to mean something they will grow up and do. That would be my assumption. 
as an but adult child. You never know these yeah. days. Okay, she just asked the question. Even prohibit. She had the same question I had. <laughs> Let me back it up. As an adult, yes. What, what, sorry, can you use another word besides prohibit? I would not be okay with my child doing sex work. Oh, guys. <laughs> as an adult, as an adult. My mind was doing the same thing yours was, prohibit. What, like, what's that mean? Disown? No, I wouldn't disown. Not love them? Absolutely not. Um, all I would do is just say, it's, it's not where I would want you to go. That's not what I would want you to do. It'd be hard for me because of my own view of sex as being a sacred thing and in my own personal world, not wanting to, to be a show for others. When two people have sex, there's a soul tie that is created. Our bodies are you know, emotional, spiritual, physical, and so is sex. You know, it's, I, I give people this example. It's like if you take two pieces of wood and you glue them together and then you try to pull them apart. Will they come apart? Yeah, if you're strong enough, they'll come apart, but there's still gonna be glue or pieces of wood on both sides, and that's, that's what I would explain or kind of define as a soul tie. There's always a piece of that person with them, and that is, a, that is outside of religion. That is just a belief that I see in, the, in humanity. I've heard that taught before. That's a good point. To me, my heart would be sad for my child. Um, I would be burdened, my heart would be burdened for them. All right, here come the I heathens. Think the reason like, why nah. there is so much fear with someone going into the sex industry, are they going to uh, get mixed in with the wrong crowd? Is there going to be drugs? It's a lot of fear based. And my parents tell me all the time that I'm changing people's views in that small town in Texas because now they can see someone who does sex work and is a porn star. And he's changing people's views. They actually see, I, I think we got to understand when I talk about this reprobate mind and this Antichrist army that's being built up, these people are on a crusade. That's why they're going for the elementary schools now, because they're not this is not something like just for him. This is something what he views in his mind as the betterment of society. Right. He's trying to, quote unquote, liberate people to be able to to live and behave like him. What did the people of Sodom do when the angels came down to rescue Lot? The angels came down. They said, where are the men who came in here? They said, uh, we don't know what you're talking about. They was like, yeah, the men, bring them out so we can make them what we are. Okay. bring bring. No, what they said was bring them out so that we may know them. A.K.A. in the Hebrew or whatever that translates into make of them what we are. So there's, there's, a, there's an agenda of crusade behind this. But let's keep going is a family man and is loving and is spiritual exactly. and yeah so I, it makes sense to me why you wouldn't want that and I would love some dental too because sex work is real work damn yeah. it and I need to be compensated right. fairly <laughs> okay. I so, mean do you think you want to go down on everybody listening <laughs> <laughs> that is a job baby right, right. That is God bless him <laughs> I like him I hope he gets saved he's funny good hey, job I'm good I keep uh, it looking nice so like obviously we come from a context where we're like we think of like that dark, like pimps just beating up like their hoes and things like that, just the drugs and sex, right? Like for, to the best of your knowledge, like what percent of the sex industry is that? I think we have to then ask the same question. What percentage of your industry is not truly living their truth in their life? And are they sleeping with women or boys? Let's take the Catholic church, for example. Like let's really have this conversation. I mean, of course there's people that are bad in any, in any industry, in any position. And if I wouldn't know that percentage because I don't associate with those kind of people regardless of where I'm at. I, if, even if I'm out at, at a bar having drinks, I'm not over there doing kiki kiki and staying up all night getting fucked and doing, you know, math. Now there's Sorry some porn stars that. that might be doing that, but that's yeah. not for me. I have a sexually satisfying life. I have a sexually satisfying life. 
am I having the best 100% sex that I want? No, because threesomes aren't happening, orgies aren't happening. Um, me getting to hook up with the people that I'm fantasizing about at any given moment isn't happening. My ideal sex life is. You see how there's no satis, satis, so the question was, are you satisfied, right? But notice that the whole premise of whatever she's about to say is based upon how there's always this need for more. But I'm gonna let her continue. And that's what lust is, it's insatiable, meaning that it can't be satisfied. But let's see what she goes on to say. Is this all ends in an orgy. That's my ideal sex life, okay? <laughs> that's reality. So am I living my best 100% sex life? No, because I'm truly held back like 70% of the time and I only get to have as much as is consensual. <laughs> Porn has released me from a lot of my insecurities. It has um, opened my eyes. It has finally made a good-looking white man marginalized to see a different point of view. So I used to be terrified to speak up and to have a voice and to say what it is that I want or need. And now I am equipped with knowing how to do it, knowing how to approach it. And yeah, my life is completely happy and I'm having a lot of sex. Sometimes, mostly with myself. <laughs> you know, just a little handy-handy. I stepped forward because I feel like, I mean, my, once again, I got Well, we know you, buddy. You done told us all episode, but go ahead, Pastor. Got it, just me and my wife, but she brings the heat, and we I have- I love that. And okay. we, uh, we have fun. I love fun. that you were just like, yeah. don't apologize for it. Just yeah. be like, yeah. she's it. Yeah. yeah. She's, That's she's down and, and- But I, what I love about it is that he's putting on, not so much for his wife. He ain't like, oh, my wife is, he is saying that, but it ain't what he's doing He's not putting on for, oh, my wife. He's putting on for monogamy. He's putting on for preserving yourself for the one, okay? Saving yourself for the one, right? That's what he's doing, and I appreciate him for that. Hell yeah. What do you want to oh do? Where are we at? That's all you need is a down-ass woman. That's all yeah. it takes, bro. I see yeah. why you're so loyal. I can tell you this. I can tell you this, because we're very modest people. When she sees this, she'll be like, there's half of her that will be like, uh, uh, and then there's another half, she'll be like, I do? Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad everybody can hug it out. Good for them. Don't be hugging them too close now. You might <laughs> hug them too close, Pastor. <laughs> hug them too close, Pastor. You know, you ain't been with no other woman, Pastor. Over here. <laughs> I'm just being silly. That means time for me to get off. <laughs> but yeah um are we witnessing a reprobate mind that i just wanted to show that clip to show how people think at least in the area of sexuality is definitely something for us to consider something for us to to flush out but family we are uh an hour and a half in i think we pretty much covered everything i'm gonna get to a few last comments and then we'll call it a night Ashkenazi Christian says the majority of LGB people are from Masonic families. Interesting. Remember, Babylonian Pharisaism equals Judaism equals Freemasonry. All three are basically the same religion, having different names throughout history. Yeah, I got to study up on that. But what I can say is a lot of these religions that we see popping up, these are just old things that when you remove God out the way, them t when you take them braces off and you lose that retainer, they're going to start to naturally go back to how they were before. That's why you got to have a retainer, right? Really, he's a retainer and he's a sustainer, right? Ash says, I know that because all my relatives are Masons, Eastern Stars, and there's much homosexuality and perversion among them and their children. Wow. 
man, that that is that is a lot. Uh, but yeah, listen, family, just wanted to hang out a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned, my my a friend of mine from the world, he's not born again right now, but he uh, sent me that video a few weeks ago, actually, and I was just kind of saving it. But I was going to do it pre-recorded because I didn't know what to expect from it. But you guys got my real-time reaction. And um, I think it's a very important conversation for us to have. Best thing we can do is keep our eyes on Christ. Uh, month of May, I'm going to, it's, it's going to be like Momentum May and Moderation May. You know what I mean? Usually when I when I seek the Lord, I go cold turkey in some areas. But now what I'm going to do is just make sure I spend more time with the Lord than I spend doing with other things. So what I can say is I should be on here next Thursday for Bible study, possibly next Saturday. I'm going to be out of town celebrating a very special graduation. I don't know if that person wants their um, information out there. So I'll wait, see what they say about it. But um, very special graduation out of town. So I don't expect, you know, let me not even say that we might we might be able to sneak off a solid talk next weekend. Uh, we'll see. I'm going I'm to pray about that, think about that a little bit, because I think there's a way that we might could make that happen. But anyway, I'm going to get up off of here, family. That's all I have in this solid talk. I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit tonight. You know, tough topics, but we'll thug it out. Hopefully you gain something from this. As always, I'm open to agreement, disagreement, open to conversation. But that's all I have in this solid talk, family. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless, I can't even call it We in the last days, Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I glory we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going
wanna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need them every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in